0: Good morning, this is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Friday the 12th of November. Political control of inflation has started to get a little more attention. This may not last. Most people in the US, for example, have had rising real living standards this year. Inflation is in no way destroying the ability of the US consumer to fill their homes with ever increasing amounts of unnecessary goods. Hungary's government has, however, just imposed price controls over fuel prices, and it's a policy others may be tempted to follow. Therefore, it might be time to delve into history and look at the precedent of US President Nixon. US President Nixon actually presided over price controls twice the first time as a bureaucrat in the wartime administration of US President Roosevelt, and the second time from August 1971. As president, The wage and price controls of the 1970s were politically popular because they gave the illusion that political leaders were taking control of inflation. It was no coincidence that the controls came just before an election. The controls immediately lowered inflation. They were then followed by shortages as farmers and producers simply refused to sell goods when they had no control over the price. Shortages are always a signal of a lack of pricing power. When that is driven by market forces, as in swathes of the US economy today, that leads to delays in delivering goods, and a hope that demand will slow in the future to meet supply. When imposed by presidential decree or any other government action, the lack of pricing power leads to no supply, until such point as prices are allowed to rise to bring supply and demand back into balance. That is exactly what happened after 1973, when wage and price controls in the states were effectively lifted and inflation was freed to really take off. The lesson here is that if market forces create weak pricing power, inflation is not likely to accelerate. If governments impose weak pricing power, there are likely to be shortages which result in future accelerated inflation if supply and demand don't change through other means. We will be getting the US-Michigan Consumer Sentiment Opinion Poll today. The most dispiriting part of this is to look at the divergence of sentiment between Democrat and Republican voters, one of the most visual representations of political polarisation in action. It's very much a case of it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, depending on who you ask. The inflation expectations data will get attention, But it cannot be stressed enough that consumer inflation expectations have nothing to do with general inflation or indeed with expectations. Consumer inflation expectations tell you what fuel and food prices are doing right now. The COP26 climate summit has had a lot of declarations and not a lot of action. It raises the question as to whether this was all just a huge waste of jet fuel. There were some positives. Raising awareness of climate change, even in an already relatively aware environment, does have some value. Companies scramble to demonstrate their green credentials because they realise that consumers do care about sustainability. And while there was undoubtedly a lot of greenwashing going on, some of these changes are substantial commitments. The private sector is one of a triumvirate that must work together to meet the sustainable development goals. The other two parts being the philanthropic and government sectors. So progress from private companies and private investors, even when wrapped in the spin of public relations, is to be welcomed. That's all for today. Have a good day.